This is Coffee at KYUK, conversation between friends and neighbors. Come in and have a cup. Join us for coffee to hear the speech given by a woman from Konginganak to the United Nations Economic and Social Council Partnership Program. Listen to Charity Rapati tell the United Nations they need to do more to combat global warming. Hello everyone, my name is Charity Rapati. I am Yupik in Samoan, and my given name is Iguvach. I am from the native village of Kongaganuk, Alaska. It is a tiny community that lies at the mouth of the lower Yukon Kuskokwim River in southwest Alaska. In 1967, families moved from Quig to create Kongaganuk. My great-grandfather and other men moved our homes by wrapping ropes around them and then using one small tractor, a snow machine, in dog sleds, they brought the village 11 miles northwest. Our families moved because they knew that the ground was sinking due to the thawing permafrost. They knew and they thought ahead. We did this without the help of the federal government, state organizations, and outside aid. Time and time again, we have seen indigenous peoples, not only in Alaska, but throughout the world, make hard decisions and sacrifices relying solely on themselves to ensure the survival of the next generation amidst a changing climate. This is a story of how my village came to be and in part, how I came to be. For thousands of years, my people have subsisted from the land and ocean along the west coast of Alaska, hunting walrus and seals from the Bering Sea, catching salmon from the river and picking blueberries and salmon berries from the tundra. The land has always provided, and whatever was caught or gathered was always shared by those in our community. This sharing created a bond. Our people were never poor because the land always provided, and we took care of her. This bond brought us joy. This is how we define our wealth. We are taught to respect all living things. The land gave Yupiat meat from animals and birds, while the water provided fish, seals, and whales. In my culture, they are considered our relatives. And there's a very close connection between the animal and human world. We believe that humans and animals communicate through Shlam Yor, and that these relationships are governed by rules. But what happens when these rules are violated? If the rule is not followed for that particular animal or organism, then that food source will either become scarce or disappear entirely. This is what we're seeing all throughout the Arctic and all throughout the world. Fossil fuels are killing us. What more am I to tell you? What more do you need to understand? The act of assigning value to land and commodifying its resources directly contradicts the principles of Permafrost is thawing, sea levels are rising, Land is sinking, my people are dying. What more do you need to know? We are taught that the presence of our sea ice ensures the return of our sea mammals. But tell me what we are to do when that sea ice is no longer there and when our rivers no longer flow with salmon. Indigenous peoples make up less than 5% of the Earth's population, but protect 80% of the biodiversity. Despite our dedication to protecting the land, Entire ecosystems are dying because global leaders are not willing to do what we all know needs to be done. A just and immediate transition away 
from fossil fuels. I have traveled 3,361.46 miles from Alaska to study at Columbia University at the School of Engineering to better understand permafrost. I saw my mother, one of the first in our family, cross the stage as she received her bachelor's degree when I was 11. When I graduate, I will be the first in my family to hold an engineering degree. And I will also be the first Alaska Native woman to graduate with a civil engineering degree since Columbia's founding 270 years ago. In those 270 years, not a single federal, state, or local entity has been willing to take action to safeguard our communities from sinking into the ocean. My grandfather made the hard decision to move our village. 60 years later, I made the hard decision to travel thousands of miles in search of justice. How many more hard decisions do you expect us to make? Invest in communities that have continuously adapted to climate change, communities like my own. Decisions should not be made about us without us. We need to be at the table in these rooms like the, we are, like the ones we are in today. I remember my grandmother teaching me to cut fish for the first time back home in Kongaginuk. My hands were shaky as I awkwardly held the uli to cut parts of the salmon to be hung dried on a rack made of driftwood. After I finished, I lifted the salmon towards her and she grinned and told me it looked like shark bait. Her gentle teasing gave me joy. I felt connected to her, to my community and to the land and water. The ability to hunt and subsist like her people have for thousands of years, to dance and sing in Yuktun, to dream without the fear of occupation. These are the dreams of my generation. It's what I wish for the children in our community. When our children can truly dream, can experience the joy of living in connection with the land, that is climate justice. James Baldwin wrote, the children are always ours, every single one of them, all over the globe. You are failing us, every single one of you. The Great Death brought epidemics that devastated our communities. Survivors endeared the trauma alone in the isolation of their homeland without any support. Elders advised our people to employ a coping strategy known as Nagungok, to stay silent, to pretend as if serious trauma never happened. This result of colonialism persists today. But I learned from my mother to never practice Nagungok, to never be wordless when my community needs me. So I have traveled over 3,000 miles to find myself in a position to tell you, stop pretending that the crisis is not happening and take direct action. I believe that a just transition from the fossil fuel industry is possible, and I need all of you to believe in this as well. I am also here to remind you of an, another indigenous practice that I believe is vital, joy. When the land is healthy, the people are healthy, but it is also true that when the people are healthy, the land is healthy. So we must approach this unprecedented time of crisis with optimism and hope. Have the courage to invest directly in joy and in the joy of our communities. Even amidst the devastation we are seeing back home in Alaska, my family, my community, and myself continue to find joy, to laugh, to tease one another, to grin at the next generation and playfully call their first cut of salmon shark bait. We find wealth through kinship. 
practice this as well. Kuyana Jaknak, thank you so much for having me. That was Charity Ropati from Konginganak, addressing the United Nations last week. She is a Columbia University engineering senior who was part of the Alaska Native Science and Engineering Program. This is Coffee at KYUK.